This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, you know where you're at. It's the Arrow After Show. We are in season lucky number five, episode four, Penance. So let your arrows flow. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, okay. Wrong song. In my mind, I was still singing Shakira because lovely Tari over there was... His hits weren't lying a second ago. It's true. Anyhow, I'm Ellie Conor Bradford. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to co-host right along with us. All you have to do is join the hashtag, hashtag ABTVArrow. We will answer your questions all that great stuff. And be sure to follow all of us. I'm at BoysAndBeauty01. And we have a guest with us. Hey guys, I'm Lucretia Lyon. You've probably recognized me from other DC shows, and sometimes I'm on this one. And you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. And I'm subbing in for The Lex Michael. So, of course, you can always find him at The Lex Michael anywhere on the internet. Great plug for him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ah. And I'm Tari J. Miller. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. <laughs> Why what? Oh, oh, we're getting existential. It's too late for that. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. The live chat is hopping tonight, y'all. Woo, hey. Mm, love they are, that. They are having a lot of fun in there. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. We'll be sure to read some of your comments. Mm. But first, let's talk a little bit about the episode. I want to talk about this new team and see what you guys think. Because for me, it hasn't filled that little place in my heart for the old team and I love them. You, really? I absolutely oh. love them. You, you're, you're completely right in that they're not going to replace the old team. Nothing mm. will. But I think this is the breath of fresh air that the show needs. We're on season five. This is a show that is very much the grim dark show out of the four now that we have living on the CW. And it needs new people. It needs a new direction. It needs new faces. And I think by having these three, these, yeah, we have, no, four, four new people on the team two of whom we've seen before, one of whom we've known for a good chunk of time, is that breath of fresh air that we need. It's all of these new people who aren't really good at their jobs yet, still learning to work together, and contrasting that with the team that we had, and contrasting that with Oliver, who is not the world's best team dad, and making them work with this new dynamic, I love it. I think this is what we've needed. I think this was a really good direction for the show to take. I agree. It's brought a new breath of fresh air. It's very much like when House decided to switch up the team. I know it's a crazy different genre, but it it worked. And, like, other people were still there, 
But things move on. People move. You know, we've got Thea and Dig moving on with their lives and doing different things. So it's good to see these new people come in, especially when you have someone like Curtis Holt become Mr. Terrific. And this is actually the first time where they say it. And And then he gets stabbed. Yeah. Like a lot. Tari. Well, all right. So I agree that it definitely shows growth in the show. And I like that aspect. I just, I'm really anxious for them to, like, be a real team. Yeah. Um, mostly because the issue I keep seeing is that they're making the same mistakes over and over. Yeah. Which I want them to learn, especially, I mean, most specifically, Wild Dog is, he's a wild dog. Like, he doesn't learn from his mistakes. And so he, every week we keep hearing them be like, you messed up, you messed but up. But it's getting old. Mm. A little Not bit. Not to cut you off, but I'm so sorry. It's getting really old. I get it. Wild Dog is stubborn. That's what he does. But can you... I know you got to break... Like Tobias was saying, break the soul. But come on, man. Like, you've already screwed up, not just for yourself, but for an entire team several times. You should feel like an ass. You're an ass. I buy it for his character, though. Like, having seen this character type, I absolutely buy it. I think it's keeping things interesting. And again, we're only in episode four. And Oliver, when he was in his episode four, was screwing things up left, right, and center. He just didn't have, at that time, he didn't have anyone who knew what he was doing to yell at him for screwing things up left, right, and center. This time we have someone who is doing the same thing and Oliver, who's been there and done that, is going, oh, dear God. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is what I'm looking in the mirror. (laughs) No, but still, I don't know. I'm I'm a little over it, to be honest with you. Cool, awesome. We have new people on board. Yay. It's, mm, I don't know. I'm frustrated seeing Thea just on the sidelines, knowing that shit's going down, knowing that her brother is in danger, and I get it. She doesn't want to turn into this person again, but you have the skills. You have all these things, and you see your brother with this new team that's not exactly doing awesome yet. I'm sure they'll get there. Can you at least step in until they get better? Well, I, go ahead. Help a yeah. brother out. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all have opinions on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see Thea back in, in, like, she can consult, but I don't need to see her back in the suit because I, I like her where she is now as, like, I don't need her to be second fiddle to Oliver. Um, I, I just want the team to keep advancing. And you see it with, uh, with Curtis and Artemis, they both are definitely figuring out how this whole thing works. Um, and I think that by the end, like, one of them is going to be, like, team lead when Oliver's gone. It's just a matter of who will be that person. But I I just, I, yes, I, I, I think that we're still seeing them grow. I just want it to happen faster. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of who is going to become the uh, team lead when Oliver is gone, a lot of people are suggesting Ragman, and I would agree. I'm down. Because he's clearly the most mature, the most, you know, put together. Uh, As much as I like Curtis, he's more of like, you know, the Felicity role of the facilitator. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly see, I, I think that after we go through this development with Wild Dog, because let's face it, he is getting the most focus at this point, he will probably 
probably wind up as leader. He will probably wind up as our so-called God, Red I Ranger. Not. Ragman mm. strikes me as more of a Green Ranger type. Yeah. Doing mm. his own thing, kind of on the periphery. Really, really good with the team, but also completely self-sufficient. Like, I would not be surprised. And talking about Thea and putting the mask back on, I think it's a good thing that she's not. I'm actually seeing parallels with her and Lance's story in that they're doing this job to kind of keep themselves straight because Lance's backslide is alcoholism and her backslide is all of this trauma and the vigilantism that was kind of a direct result of it. So she, they're both on the wagon for kind of being on the straight and narrow. So I, I like the parallelism there. And I might be the only one seeing it, but I like it. Oh, no, I agree. I like that, you know, and that her concern was getting Lance in there to help him with that. Because yeah. I think she saw that in herself is that having this job, having this purpose, got her out of her addiction, which was fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a random side note. Did mm-hmm. anybody else feel like Artemis sounds like Michelle Rodriguez? I felt like every time she <laughs> delivered a line, it she was giving me Fast and Furious. So much so. So much so. I don't know why. I assume that I watched more than one of those movies. Oh, sorry. Maybe like a really young one. Because she sounds like a kid to me. Yeah, but that grumbly low, well, maybe Oliver. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's all I heard. So when I heard it at the beginning of the episode, for the rest of the episode, that's all I, I couldn't hear anything else. And the the chat is very concerned with who braids uh, Curtis's hair before the fight. Doesn't that take like forever? No, but it's yeah. like it's like when Oliver in season yeah. one would be Oliver and Austin, he'd come down his flight of stairs and he'd have green eyeshadow on. You're like, where did you get that from exactly? <laughs> yeah. And um I think Echo Kellum put on Twitter that he thought he's just gonna go with Felicity does it for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like hilarious. to imagine Artemis doing it. Or they yeah. develop like a rags, Mr. Rags a with braiding his, arrow. Yeah. I could buy the rags <laughs> doing it. Yes. Nice. Oh my yes. god. I was thinking uh, of like those machines. Yeah, they that had it when I was hair? growing up and it braids it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except his are I cornrows, right? They're braided yes. to his yeah. 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 I don't think a machine can do that for you. We're gonna pretend. We're gonna We're pretend. Gonna, I, rag man I am absolutely down with the rags braiding yes. his hair at ridiculous Cisco speeds. Like, I love that. Device. Yeah, Cisco yeah. makes a device that'll do that. Yeah. Um, there we go. Just like a helmet. Um, no. I, I'm fully willing to just go magic. <laughs> yeah, it's magic. Go. I don't yeah. have to explain it. Well, you know, and I'm also glad that he finally decided to come back. I didn't think he was going to be gone for a very long time either. But when he had the speech with Felicity, it was heartbreaking to me on both sides. Because I can see where he's coming from as far as you remind me of my family. Eh. But how awful to be in Felicity's shoes and hear somebody say that. Like, you remind me of all the people I love that are dead now. Okay, I was already beating up Mm. myself. You just made it worse. Okay. Yeah, I actually really liked this character growth of Felicity. I've noticed some of the early comments are against it. But to me, I like that she's having a story outside of Oliver, outside of the team, really. Because even though he's a part of the team, this is really something that only the two of them can share. And I love that something that was huge last season and was like, holy cow, we definitely had a nuclear missile nearby wipe people out, kind of didn't come back for the rest of that season. Something that should have had massive ramifications and now we're getting it back. And it's that ha- the actions are having consequences. And that is my biggest pet peeve in a show is when actions do not have consequences for anyone involved. That is the quickest and easiest way to drive me up the wall and keep me there. Anyone who has seen the Sword Art Online after show mm-hmm. knows exactly 
exactly what I'm talking about. Never ever watch soap operas in. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I did. This is yeah. as close as I get to my afternoon soaps, you know. And so this having consequences, having these long-reaching consequences for these characters, I love it. I love it. I love it. More mm-hmm. of this. Thank you. Question. Yes. Do you love it? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, in case anybody wasn't clear. Um, and just just to add to that, I also like that she's since she's the only one who doesn't really go out into the field. It was a good way of having her, allowing her to have some kind of conflict that uh, she has to live with in the same way that you know uh, Roy killed the cop and, and Thea killed Sarah and like having all those little pieces that drive these people's stories forward. I like that. Uh, they were able to integrate that into something that she could do from behind a computer. But it's all guilt-driven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything is guilt-driven. That's so this entire it's, show. Well, yeah. it is, but it's... It's all guilt-driven. Arrow, the show. <laughs> no, yeah. But it's just interesting because I feel like a lot of what I saw from Felicity tonight was hypocrisy, and I don't mean that as an attack on her, but all the things that she would get upset with Oliver about in the past as far as him living in his own guilt and being able to move on, but here she is, finally the shoe's on the other foot, and she's experiencing this guilt because she's never obviously killed anybody before. Yeah. And at the same time, too, it was interesting to see her take over. She was obviously angry with Oliver for doing the whole let's steal Diggle out of prison. Well, you know, he forfeited his blah, 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 and all of a sudden she's got the executive decision and she's sending the team out. And I'm all, hmm, okay, I don't know if that's a smart idea, but all right, we'll go with it. I think it was the right choice. I mean, when Oliver's not there, she's the most experienced person in the room to be, she's been there almost since the beginning, and she knows what these situations look like. They wanted to go out, and with Rags back, and with him being the powerhouse of the group, it made it... Uh, I just lost the word. More likely to succeed. See, and I'm not saying that it was a bad decision. I'm just saying what she said when she made the decision, to me, showed her animosity, obviously, towards Oliver and being like, well, since you did this, I'm going to take charge. I actually thought it was more about her friendship with Diggle and knowing how much she actually knows Dig and what he would want. And like, you know, Lila even said, this is what her and Oliver want, not dig because he yeah. you know he wants to be punished for his brother's death and i get her wanting him to have what he wants because they're more of like a brother-sister relationship that's sort of what's missing to me sometimes when they don't have a lot of felicity and dig scenes so i thought it was more about him than it was about oliver well and but, yeah. what gets me about just the whole plot of this particular episode at least the oliver side of the plot because i love the team side of the plot i was down for that but the let's break dig out of prison for one it's kind of his choice, and they definitely disregarded that. Even if he's making a misguided choice, it's still his. Two, while he's in prison, he's in there for a crime that he didn't commit. And you definitely have ways of digging up evidence, bringing in witnesses. Like, there are ways to do this. But now that they've broken him out of jail, he's now guilty of a crime. He's guilty of breaking out of jail. And so even if you clear him of the original charges... He's still on the hook for breaking out of jail. Right, exactly. Which so it's and that's a huge problem because now he has to be off the radar. He he's a fugitive now, and they've made him that. So I'm I, I'm ticked that the show painted this as the be all and end all correct decision. They were right, and Dig finally realized it. Like uh, I'm gonna yeah. say I agree. I agree with you. 
up until that last statement because I feel like, for me, I felt like it was the right decision. Okay, fine. You're now going to have this legit crime. But I think that Diggle was not in a right place in his mind. Obviously, he was having hallucinations to make the decision to stay there because as we discussed in our last after show, he has a wife to think about. He has a daughter to think about. And this decision is very selfish. And what I loved about Oliver going in there and saying, you are my brother, sometimes when you are siblings or parental figures, you know what's best for your younger person, right? And so even though they're retaliating, you do what you feel is necessary that is best for them, and hopefully when they get older, they'll appreciate it. So I feel like it was that same type of love and decision-making that happened. I think you have a very different relationship with your siblings than I do. <laughs> I don't have any siblings, but I do. Oh, okay then! <laughs> I grew up with a really amazing dog. Well, That's great. As an only child... Mm-hmm. No, I am the middle of three. You don't get to dictate what anyone else does. That is what mom and dad do. Oh man, I'm an older sister. I pretty much run my brother's life still from <laughs> 1,500 miles away. <laughs> but yeah, and, and Diggle now has a son instead of a daughter. Barry screwed that up. And then Wait, the thanks, time. Barry! Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, just blame Barry for everything. Yeah. It's all his fault. I blame him wrong. for why Lex isn't here. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Flashpoint. Yeah. See, you're, I just thought the church Lex. grabbed yeah. Lex, and then mm-hmm. we're going to get him back next episode. I think so. Like, I, I think he's at church somewhere. Oh. <laughs> um, but I also like the, the line when Oliver says... Uh, you know, if you if you want like if you want to pay for your what you've done, do it as Spartan because yes. I feel like there That's is true. more yeah there's mm-hmm. more honor and there's more that he could be doing as opposed to needlessly and Sitting symbolically li- like being in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they kind of established last week that there was kind of no way that he was going to be able to clear his name. What with all those witnesses, mm-hmm. um, so he would have just been another dude in the system uh, who is going to jail for a crime he didn't commit, and it just would have been a super bummer. Um, Tari says, super, super bummer! bummer. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, <laughs> I like Bless that he you. can now, like, really put his efforts into pay, like, paying back whatever penance that he thinks he deserves by being a hero again. Yeah. I want to take a moment, because, you know, I always invite you guys to come co-host with us. I don't have my phone on me right now, so I apologize if you are tweeting at me, but Lucretia does have the chat open, so if you could, well, let's... I've got... Oh, and so does yeah. Katie. So let's I give always you guys... do. It's chat I want to give... Yeah. Hey, I want to give our friends at home some shout-outs, see what everybody is talking about, include you guys with us, so have at it. Let me know what's going on. Don't want to be all reading over your Well, show. Alicia Perez has complete gift commentary which is one of my favorite things and guys it's just well worth going in the hashtag and seeing all the different gifts right now we have the squirtle squad which yes 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 you're 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 right on my shoulder anything else people talking about they're like yeah or what is what are people thinking at home um well this is an interesting prediction maybe can transition us into talking about russia falcone zone six says what if prometheus is this kovar guy that would be really interesting because everyone keeps bringing back to Prometheus and prophesizing who he'll be. I keep hoping for Tommy Merlin, but I know that Colin uh, Donnell is in Chicago me. filming. See, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, after who's in the grave mm-hmm. last season and who's the mole in the FBI on Blind Spot and who is mm-hmm. Zoom and who is, I'm, 
I'm really, really tired about theorizing what's in the box mm-hmm. or who's behind the mask. Or I just, I am burned out on it. So I don't care who Prometheus is. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and popcorn and make Jay Garrick jokes until we figure out who. Swifter uh, that's my take yeah. on it. Just, I'm Jay Garrick. All right, we're good. Yeah. Swifter 2.0 says Prometheus could be a Roy mind controlled again. That'd be a, a huge, um, yeah. Circular duh. plot. Wow. I would like it if Prometheus was, uh... Justin Timberlake. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. John Cena. <laughs> he, like, pulls off his mask and he's like, watch, troll. Um... <laughs> 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 Yeah, Boo 69 bs is where is Malcolm? Well, hopefully he'll be in the uh, Legends of he's Tomorrow. He's going to be in Legends of Tomorrow. Like, he put on his Twitter that he was up there filming that. So he's uh, he's sidestepped into another show, and that's perfectly fine. He's going to fit in great. Yeah, he's part of the Legion of Doom and will premiere in the mid-season finale, as long as uh, it, with Captain Cold, who will be a villain now. I'm with so him. excited. Yeah. It'll be good. I am just so excited. And they're like, talk a different show. Yeah. Talk about new. Oh, DA. I was like, who's Da? (laughs) The new DA. I feel like it's not going to be long before our DA becomes vigilante. Yes. Like, that is not obsessed with it. Well, and this was his turnaround for, okay, maybe I need to think outside the police box and, oh, people in masks can do good things. Huh. Yeah, but even, okay, here's my thing, right? When he was about to interrogate this dude, he's rolling up his things, and already he's not approaching it from a traditional standpoint. Like, I understand that you try to intimidate the person or what have you, but he was trying to get all bad and too big for his britches mm-hmm. and lower his voice and get in his face, and I was like, yo, that's probably not going to end very well. I and- feel like he's kind of gone win in Rome for this one, because... Starling City, now Star City, has been a hotbed of vigilante activity for five years now. And so if that's what gets things done, well, if you can't beat them, join them. What what, what kind of goodness and information do you have for me? Because I see a page pulled up. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So regarding vigilante, because I was just making sure I was right that Adrian Chase does become vigilante. It seemed right. But but I was used to the Greg Saunders version, which was voiced by Nathan Fillion and Justice League Unlimited. Oh, really? Yeah. um, But this version played by Josh Segarra, who I mostly know from playing a dumb guy with a big wang and, like, train wreck and sirens, which is really showing a testament to his acting is how good. And I'm so interested in this character. But fun fact about the Vigilante character, the Greg Saunders version of the character is actually the first comic book related film even predating Superman. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Vigilante has a long history. Lex replaced. Well, if you're in seat one, you lead. If you're in seat two, you do research. And if you know, Lex Cretia. Oh, that is Lex Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about Russia. Wow. Because we've got the flashbacks, and we've got Oliver becoming this... He was already a killer, but just straight, bold. Okay, I'm just going to get information from you and break your neck. And I was really disturbed by that. But then at the same time, you flash forward to what's going on now, and we have the killer version of him back, but when he's going to break out Diggle, just no type of reservation at all whatsoever. Just... He didn't kill anyone, though. He put them down temporarily. That was why they had a 25-minute time limit. 
Because mm-hmm. that's how long oh, those I I saw initial blood. guards. Mm-hmm. No, that's how long those initial guards would have stayed down. I mean, maybe they bled a little bit from their neck holes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, like, their neck holes from their neck holes. But yeah, but no one died. Unlike in Russia, where and I everyone have to say, died. Too many things about that scene that I really liked is a the hair and the jacket, and I guess the reeks of booze. I was like, man, Oliver's hot in this scene, and he kills wow. some guy. Yeah. But he really should have written those things down before he killed the guy, because like you can't really ask him. Oh, was, was that a four or a two? <laughs> uh, but wasn't his information no. bad anyway? Isn't that what no. Anatoly said? No. If the guy had survived and gone back to warn Kovar. All of his, all the information that Oliver mm-hmm. got would have been null and void. They would have changed the IP address, or uh. Kovar would have just killed the guy for talking anyway, and they lose their lead. Yeah, I love Anatoly, by the way. That guy's fun. Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize how much I'd missed him since, what, season two? Yeah. And yeah. now he's back, know. and it's like, yes, please. Yes, please. But we I like you. We didn't know that Anatoly was that much of a badass. He was great in season two, though. He was just yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I like Spy Oliver. I would watch a yes. whole show with Oliver just going in and wrecking stuff, ding using ding like ding people's ding information ding as ding leverage. Ding it would be so amazing. Ding 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 and then he shoots into the camera and it bleeds. <laughs> shoots an arrow into the camera. Oliver versus Evil Dead. <laughs> oh my god, yes. The dinglings in your song, Katie. Have <laughs> you never done a cappella before? No. Girl, oh, you yeah. do not want to hear me sing. Please. <laughs> I do. Rack some yeah, glass. Now, now we want to. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, Are you what's on going? tonight to your hips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Everyone so, wants no, Tommy no more... back. What have you wrought in the chat? Lucretia, why? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, please. Share, do share. They're just trying to figure out how Tommy could possibly come back. Flashpoint yeah. or Legend could grab him out of the timeline or something. It's just like... Here's what I because say. Because that has never caused no. any problems for anyone. And that's what I say, is we, with Flashpoint changing baby Sarah to John Dickel Jr., it could easily have changed the course of Tommy's death and things like that. And there's just a lot of stuff that could pop up. But And then there is also... Infinite Earths. That is the thing, is we're already aware that there are three different Earths in this universe, plus time travel. Just saying, pick, take your pick, and then we can make Tommy come back. Yeah, but I wait, mean... No. Oh. I was going to say, do we know, is there going to be, has anybody said, is there going to be a correction because of this flashpoint, or permanently moving forward, everything is just screwed? Everything, everything is, is just screwed. Because yeah. I'm really mad at this new boyfriend thing that Felicity has going <laughs> on. That, never, that might not have been a result of Flashpoint, though. That might have been a result of just the end of season five and moving on. But that's just as so much fast. as I like explain. Well, have you ever heard of a rebound? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I like blaming everything on Barry, and believe me, that is my go-to excuse after this whole Flashpoint mess. <laughs> I can see her moving on. I can see her finding a different relationship with someone who still believes in justice but doesn't put on a mask to do it. Like, this isn't surprising to me. Do I think it's going to last? No. He's had zero character development. That man is either evil or on the chopping block. (laughs) But I'm not surprised that she did, and I can't fault her for it. Okay, so how about this then? I think it's weird that there has been no reference at all, and I get we're only in four episodes, but there's not been any reference to the fact that they used to be together, so that's why I'm wondering if 
it is something that never happened in this existence. And, and well, they don't really working, act like it. Yeah. yeah. If you're working yeah. with your ex in front of a whole mm. bunch of people who may or may not be aware of that relationship and for whom you definitely need to present a united front... You don't sit there and go, oh, yeah, I used to date Overwatch. That's well, no, it. Because I mean, then they care more about that than their training. Well, yeah. We got the moment with Diggle where uh, Oliver was like, maybe she'll forgive me or maybe I'll win her back. So, like, we've definitely, they've definitely established that they were together. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, a thing. Things and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like they said, it could be Tommy 19, because the Flash said there's, like, 19 errors, because we did get, like, the last um, Wells, that's, like, Justin Timberlake Wells, yeah. so yeah. We, could, we could easily have Justin Timberlake Tommy. Um, but I would love it if this, the bland boyfriend, uh, <laughs> if he was just, like, he, it was, he wasn't on the chopping block, and he wasn't evil, he was just a guy, and so, like, over time, he, like, finds out the secrets and then is just like, have fun fighting crime, honey, and, like, mm, is yeah. just super supportive and cool. That would be interesting and also new. The super spouse. Yeah. If you're down. Okay. Okay. And he, oh, he can go on, like, coffee uh, dates with Curtis's husband. And, yes! Like, where is Curtis's <laughs> husband? That's what I want to know. Is he not wondering where so Curtis not is? not appearing in this series. It's almost like army wives, but superhero wives. That are, or, or it's like wags, but for superheroes. And yeah. they, they just hang out. Oh, God. Like, all I could think of was, you know, Kimberly didn't show up today. Well, well check the fridge. It's all that's terrible, but that's all I can think of. It'd be a rotating charter because of how people write women in superhero comics. I made it. That's funny, but I made myself real sad. (laughs) It's a reference to an old trope about. It's uh, a reference to a trope that is still very strong in comics today and needs to die a fiery death. And be stuffed into a fridge. No, just die. (laughs) Horribly. Needs to exit stage left and we never need to hear from it again. Let's talk about another person who has not exited yet, and that's Tobias Church. Yeah, I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I feel like you have contrary feelings. No, no, no. I think he's a fantastic evil villain. You're not supposed to like villains, so I suppose the actor is doing a great job, and so are the writers. But we have the moment. First of all, let's just talk about how the team left. Well, Renee's a stubborn ass. First of Mm. all. Nobody gets what they deserve when it comes to torture, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have to be the rebel. He was, he, I, I he was doing this. a good thing, though. He I, was trying yeah. to get Curtis out and really lost the fight bad. I Can read we, it as a self-sacrifice scene. That if we all try to go, we are not going to make it out. Our powerhouse, who probably could stand up to this guy, is at the front with the police officers. We don't have enough time. I will hold him off. You get Curtis to safety. Yeah, but here's the thing. Lance got, they got the getaway van with Lance, and they're like, <laughs> and then how long were you going to wait till you tried to get back? Couldn't you just, like, drive him and drop him somewhere? Or, like, what? Can we talk about yeah. that fight, though? Sure. Because my biggest issue is that Tobias puts on uh, brass, brass knuckles. knuckles, and then he's like, I'm going to beat you up. And then <laughs> Wild Dog has guns in his hand, and he's oh. like, yes. This seems like a good idea. I'm going to run and fist fight you. No, you shoot him in the leg. You've been shot in the leg enough times to know that it is effective. <laughs> yeah. 
you, you don't bring uh, fisticuffs to a gunfight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, and then they could have just sent in Ragman, because he's basically a tank. He he survived Where'd a nuclear blast. Yeah. Ragman could have just walked in. stage left yeah. at this point. Like, <laughs> but why didn't they, he stay behind? Like, he was doing all this with his little octopus arms, <laughs> dodging yeah. bullets, and then he just, like you said, exited, he just left. He was lead. I, I, I think he was leading the charge, and he was keeping the policemen safe to the exit. He had half a dozen people to herd at least, leaving three other able-bodied vigilantes to hold the fort essentially. And you know, Curtis got extremely stabbed, which was not in the plans. <laughs> right. But mm-hmm. like it, it, the strategy made sense. It sucked that it went down the way it did, but the placement of each person and the way they acted all made sense. Yeah. And I'm not going to fault the writers for that one. Mm -hmm. I I think it went well. I will say, though, in the first part of the episode, when we got to see Curtis fight, I was like, okay, he's getting it. He's got some skills, and then he got taken out. But Mm -hmm. for those first 30 seconds, he did a really good job. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't have experience in combat. So that is true. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, he only won a bronze medal in the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like it was in judo or anything. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um... I have one more comment about Tobias Church. You and do how much it. I you like say him. that comment. Go for it. I really like. So Tobias Church has a very like street vibe to him, mm-hmm. um, which typically in shows are they paint that as like very like lowbrow. Uh, usually characters like that are very dumb, but like his plans are so well put together, they're so sophisticated, and I love that he can be. Uh, he can be have this like urban flair, but also be this like tactical genius. Yeah, it like it's so contrary to what we're used to seeing, and it really like paints a really good picture. It makes me really endeared towards his character as well. Oh, I agree, and you know, and it's not just because I love Chad O'Coleman and everything he does, but <laughs> Tobias Church is actually the ultimate Green Arrow villain because he doesn't have powers either. He's also just tactical and smart. Yeah. And that's why it's like they would really be a good match, but I know some are speculating that next week is Tobias's last week. I what? hope not. I, I saw that yeah. go by in the chat. Um, someone on Twitter, please put a link in the hashtag confirming that, because this is definitely a pictures or it didn't happen sort of yeah. thing. I would love to see Church come back. I would love to see him be the main villain for this season with, I keep mixing him up with alchemy, Prometheus mm. coming in on occasion and just kind of <laughs> being a jerk in front of the camera for five minutes and then leaving because that's his M.O. evidently. <laughs> but I really like Church as a villain. I really like him as a character. I'm mad at him, which means it's good because I'm mad at him and not mad at writing decisions, and that's a very big distinction. So I just, the the half of this that was church and the new team and all of that, I love that half of the episode. Yeah. plus plus would watch again. And yeah. Brandon King in the chat says, Merlin is the ultimate Arrow villain. I agree that Merlin is the best character, like, in the Arrowverse at all, but, you know, I digress. I know <laughs> his, some people, I love that guy. I was saying, his demeanor changed so yeah. much, though, to yeah. me. Not in a bad way, but from season one to season four when we saw him, obviously there's new information that came out, mm-hmm. dad, this, that, and the third, but it's just interesting how much he changed, because... Before he was this ruthless dude, <laughs> the uh, you know the one person Oliver could not beat, mm-hmm. you know, and so I don't know he evolved. But he's yeah, the archer like formerly yeah. known as Ross Al Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There you go. Uh, we have Swifter 2.0 in the chat saying, "No, that wasn't the one I mm. wanted." Ah, uh, shoot. Jonathan. Well, there was another really good quote that I need to find. 
Yeah. Dang it. While you look for it, Jonathan Dimming says, I miss Merlin's entrances. And yeah, that's actually what I initially thought of with Ragman's line about, uh, did he need an entrance line? (laughs) It's like like, Malcolm always came in at the right moment. Mm -hmm. I I found the correct comment from Swifter. Admittedly, when a man throws a gun and asks for a fist fight, you gotta man up and do the same. Incorrect. I mean, if you wanna win, does it really matter? Given how Renee functions, and given Church's M.O., that his big finishing thing is, oh, I actually respect you as an opponent. Mm-hmm. Fisticuffs at dawn. <laughs> like, that's his thing, and that is something that Renee would have been the only person to respond in kind. And that's part of the narrative reason that Renee was the one to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Because he'd be the one to go for it. Everyone else would be like, lol, nope, and shoot them. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it makes narrative sense. And again, I'm down for it. I am really interested to see how this works. Me too, because, you know, I don't want to get too much into prediction territory, but I'll just say this. Initially, when Tobias did take Wild Dog, I thought, okay, he's going to try to make him one of his own. You know, when he had this whole line about, uh, I respect you and I'm going to break you down. You have one hell of a soul. I'm making that part in my own jargon. But basically, you have one hell of a soul. I'm about to break it. And I thought it was going to be break it so I can make you one of mine because I could use you. But instead, it was by the time I'm done with you, Oliver's not going to be able to do much. Right. Oh, so what is your purpose then? You just, I mean, I suppose as a bad guy, he enjoys torturing people, but don't you have other things to do? Don't you have a plan to carry out? Well, if he's working Hmm. with the Green Arrow, he's a wealth of information. Yeah. So, I mean, he's basically... But uh, is the Green Arrow really an opponent for Tobias? Yeah. He (laughs) has, in the season premiere, he pegged him as, you find the biggest, baddest person in the city... And you wreck them. This is what TV shows do when they introduce a new villain. They have, you know, the big person go up against them and the villain beats them. And the audience sits there and goes, oh my god, what a strong villain. And that's how we wound up with the trope, Worf had the flu. Because they kept doing it to the point where no one believed that Worf was a badass anymore because everyone who came along could throw him into the dirt. So it's a similar idea. But didn't, wasn't Prometheus... I could swear he knocked Tobias down and told him, you let me kill him, right? Yeah. 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 So at that point, I would just leave Oliver alone and be like, don't Why? want to mess with You're not church. Church wants to be the baddest guy in town. That's true. And it's- so if he's going to take out the Green Arrow and incur the wrath of uh, Prometheus, then he'll just take Prometheus out, too. It'll be great. Then he'll totally run the city. It's just like prison, you know? Star City is very much <laughs> yeah, like prison. You just yeah. got to take down the top dog, and then you become top dog. Yeah. Because that's everybody goes wild. Wild. Kill works. Yeah. And, and work in the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think go we need to <laughs> hit on Felicity talking with Rags a little more. Okay. Like, I don't think we really got into that. I love this part of the episode. I love the back and forth. I love the I can't stand to look at you. And it's, you know, part of it is it's your fault. And part of it is I know you had to make a difficult choice. I loved her going to find him. And he makes sculptures out of scrap metal. God bless. Just, yes. Yeah, my uncle does that for a living, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. (laughs) And it's nice to see something like that on TV, because usually it's like, oh, it's this esoteric hobby that this person has. And for this, it's like, no, he does this for a living. He Mm -hmm. takes the wreckage of something, and he retools it it and makes it beautiful. It's like, that is so telling for your character. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, what a great choice. And I loved him coming back and being able to talk with her and say, yeah, you know, making the hard decisions, it doesn't become easier, but you're capable of doing it. 
Like, I get it. We have to be able to work together and move beyond this, or it'll kill us both. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I like also, too, that he put the accountability out there and said, look, I'm not going to feel... You're going to help me not feel guilty, and I'm going to help you not feel guilty. Yeah. Because they're they're really in this together, so... Yeah. Yeah. I I thought this was really well done. I liked so, so, so much of this show, except for the decisions behind the prison yeah. break. Although Lila, I feel, doesn't ever get enough credit for the badass she is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she's Amazing. such a good wife. Like, her and Dig are, like, so simpatico. It's adorable. Yeah. yeah. They are glorious. She, oh was, she was Oliver's felicity yeah. she in that was. jailbreak. Yeah. It's like, okay, you get it, Lila. Dude, just mm-hmm. seeing her pretend to be a, a dumb private yeah. was, like, entertaining <laughs> in and of Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just yes. like the kiss at the end. What did he say? Yeah. Or what did she say? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It was just we cute. good. Yeah. We good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, either way, I want to make sure we have enough time to do news and gossip because I have a couple mm-hmm. interviews lined up in the video queue. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get to that. Ooh, Tari. Mm-hmm. You're so excited. Yeah. All right. So we'll pull those up. I also have pictures too, but I think the first thing we're pulling up is a video. Let me open my iPad so that way I can give you my notes on what it is that we are watching as soon as I find it. Oh, I don't know. Red. A lot of red. We no. are watching that really awesome Daily Mirror. No. That's what we're watching. Okay. okay. Oh, this is the interview from Willa Holland, if you didn't yeah. catch it, talking about how... It's something that we have all just kind of... Uh, we we get it. We're not going to fight about it anymore. We're not going to bring it up anymore. DC movies. In, in day one mm-hmm. when it started to happen, and we, you know, we were about season two when they started telling us that we had to are basically killing off the um, Suicide Squad that we have. We're starting to build in our own uh, Arkham uh, kind of, who was it that was running? Lila was kind of just keeping them all imprisoned or whatever. Like, we were actually trying to build that on our own on the show, and I guess once DC found out that they were going to be doing their own movie of it, we had to axe all of the characters before we even got to show them, uh, which was a little annoying at first um, and then when you know Steven found out that there's going to be a Justice League it only seemed rightly so that he would be playing uh, Green Arrow on it as well as that Grant would be playing the Flash and it just seemed like the right normal answer um, and you know once they said no you can't really fight against them for it because they are the people who gave us a job in the first place <laughs> so you just have to sit there on your hands and be like okay yeah, and I get it so above grade knowing yeah. why whatever legal matters are happening behind the scenes is why they're keeping them separate but I do know if Steven and Grant were to be given their parts in the movie in the movie theaters they would They'd kill take it. it in a second they would kill it and absolutely so we'll go ahead and end this interview right now but I just it was interesting because I think Katie were you talking about your frustration about the peekaboos as far as we got Harley Quinn, and then all of a sudden we got rid of her. And I mean, I can only imagine and also being Green Lantern, and yeah. I lost my noise over Court Industries. Court Industries, I'm like, gimme, give, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. No. And to me, it's Denied. like. Ted Cord was actually who Brian and Ralph was supposed to play, the yeah! Blue Beetle. And then they changed it to the Atom because they had the Blue Beetle tied up with the Booster Gold um, era yeah, well, movies, is what they said. And so they had, it, he basically turned into a low-rent Iron Man that wasn't one or the other, and it just didn't Oh, it was not a good transition. Uh, Legends has kind of fixed that. Legends yeah. is doing a yeah. lot better, but Legends still kind of likes kicking him in the face over a lot of things. I know, poor Ray. Other after show. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it. have some pictures that I wanted to show, mm-hmm. so we'll go ahead and pull those up. So, episode 10, the title was revealed. Thank you for making that larger. Who are you? And I really want to know. Mm-hmm. That 
could mean a lot of things. That could, you know, we could speculate all day long. It's not going to be Oliver Queen, I don't think, because we already had the episode titled something about, not who is Oliver Queen, but... Yeah. Right. Some, it was some, I am Oliver Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but it's always fun to see when they let little things out. So, this picture is a leg... To oh, clarify, great. because there was some confusion on Twitter. We, we totally thought it was a wiener. I, yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, just say it. Okay. No. Either way. So this has to do with an injury. That's my theme for tonight's <laughs> news. He hit himself real good in the calf, and that would be his calf muscle that is swollen in that picture. Ah. Hence uh, the gout joke, I'm sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, and here's another picture. Oh, wow. Just back. Back for days. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, muscle gods. But in the caption, it said worth it. And obviously, these are real bruises. It's not makeup. He does a lot of his own stunts. A lot of the other actors have been injured on set as well, too. There's a whole list. I didn't want to bring them all up. But true dedication, you know? And at one point, I think Will Holland said she'd stepped on a nail and then and then injured the other foot doing something else. So she had Ugh. two bad feet trying to walk around and do all this stuff. And she was still, her character was still fighting. Mm-hmm. And as much as she had a double, obviously, there's still certain th- I could only imagine. This next video, hopefully this is the right one. It doesn't look like it is. Um, (laughs) There should be a video of Stephen Amell talking in front of his computer. And he was doing those (laughs) fun things with the bars that we ladies love when he does. Salmon ladder. Yeah, something something in that. Um, Keep scrolling. Next Mm -hmm. one. Keep scrolling. That one. That video right there. He will tell you what happened. Poor thing. Mm. Facebook. Hello. Um, super fired up this morning. I was training. I was doing a uh, snatch pole curl. <laughs> I don't know, with a bar, and I snatched it so hard, it literally cracked me in the jaw right here. Uh, <laughs> and both my molars indented in my tongue. God bless. I'm okay. <laughs> Waiting for some ice at the moment. Oh. I sit down, take the swelling of the tongue away. Hopefully, get back to speaking in a more normal voice. I'm very excited to loop my lines on Arrow um. today. I don't think I necessarily sound like me. Sure. <laughs> I'm just like ringing your bell first thing in the morning. Ah oh, man. Oh, he's so adorable. God bless. Very exciting week. Welcome to all the new people God on the page. Bless. Anyway, um, so right, yeah, yeah. you can watch the rest of that video if you want. You can find it online, I'm sure, if you just typed it. I don't know how mm-hmm. I found it, but Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell hit self in mouth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him do scenes like that. Uh, <laughs> right? That would I be amazing. Mm-hmm. Love felt the love love Marriage. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyways, so that leaves little time for predictions, but let's get in them. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. You know, thinking about it, thinking about what we saw in the trailer, I wouldn't be surprised if next episode is Church's last episode. I will be very sad. But we got the nice little scary line drop of, he knows you're Oliver Queen. And after the villain finds out who you are, they either become a series regular and stick around for freaking ever, Barrowman, or they die. Like a lot. 
So I'm pretty sure he's on the die end of the spectrum, which means we're going to be stuck with Prometheus for the rest of the season. Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> we all said, oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, unless yeah. Oliver decides to put him in the same prison that Slade is in. <laughs> yeah. Then Take this monster no and shove him into, you know, hell, the South no. Pacific. Yeah. Well, I mean, he knows your secret. He's, he's going to blab. Uh, I'm just going to use my prediction to feed into mm-hmm. Lucretia's theory that Tommy Merlin yes. is uh, Prometheus by saying that Get now out. in this timeline, Merlin took Tommy's body to the Lazarus Pit, made him crazy. That's why mm-hmm. Merlin is so got so focused on Thea because he had already ruined his other son. That's why he was so adamant about her not using the pit because he had already used it on Tommy. Tommy went crazy, went missing, and now he's Prometheus. Bam! That actually makes total sense, Tori. You should be writing this stuff. Um, <laughs> I really like that trajectory, and I like any way we can bring Colin, Colin Donald back to the show because he's so so pretty. But that's why he's su- dead. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in flashbacks, but I still have my doubts about bring Tommy back! I know. Well, I keep I trying. But and I, we got this nice yeah. little scene of Oliver bleeding on the steps of City Hall. And I'm like, yeah. no, come on. See, and I was going to go into my, it's not necessarily a prediction, but a question. When are people finally going to go, yo, Mr. Mayor, you've been gone a lot, and your mm-hmm. sister's been doing a lot of covering for you. Are you really that good of a mayor? I, they've already been yeah, saying they that. They pretty much say yeah, that. I mean, I mean, I'd like to see him mayor a little bit more. <laughs> I know he's going to get his team together, but I would actually like to see him in that role and be a little bit more active. And at some point, I would just like him to come out and tell the whole world, you know what? I'm the one who's been saving all of you. This I whole think, yeah, like I think Iron in Man the it. comics, he's out, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's yeah. mayor, and he's, I am the Green Arrow. Deal with it. And wow, we I have hashtag we... Lex Crecia going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we do. Nice. Well, and I really like Jonathan Deming's suggestion of a lost episode where Oliver Queen goes to the dentist. Um, is it safe? And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, sorry to cut you off really quick, but we've run out of time, so I just want to take a moment and thank all of you at home who participate in the hashtag. If we didn't read your comment, I apologize. We'll try to do it next week. I'm going to turn it to the front so you can just see all of us at once and say thank you again. Be sure to follow all of us on social media because we love chatting with you. I'm Allie Conan Bradford. You can follow me at boysandbeauty01, and please, please, please check out my new podcast, Hollywood shit. I always put up links, so if you're following me on Twitter, you'll see them. Yay! Okay, that's it. The end. Go. Oh, and, um, Lucretia, yeah, come I'm on. Lucretia Lyon. You can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And be sure to follow the Lex Michael anywhere on the internet and watch our other show on our sister network, Book Circle Online. We discuss the Green Arrow, the comic books. You'll learn some stuff. Nice. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J on Instagram and on Twitter. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kia J. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I basically live at this network. Robots in Disguise mm-hmm. is coming back. That is tomorrow night, Thursday, every other Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Ruby is coming back also on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We are alternating weeks. And if you are in L.A. this weekend for Stanley's No Longer mm-hmm. Kamikaze, now L.A. Comic Con, we have a Star Wars Rebels panel at 3 p.m. in room 406 AB. You should come. We have a special guest. It's going to be super fun, and you can watch us talk and meet us, and it will be great. 
and I will probably be carrying a basket of exotic butters. We'll see you there. That sounds interesting. Really quick, though, why you mentioned tweets and all that other good stuff. Please, if you get a chance, tweet at some of these actors. I've been tweeting at them. We're going to try to get you some more guests, so your help is always appreciated. If any of us tweet at them, please RT. We love it. We love you, and we will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.